Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Monday, March 22nd, 2021. The crisis at the border is getting worse as President Biden now vows to ease the surge and Republicans sense a political opening. We'll discuss that. Plus, keep your eyes on Georgia this week. That is the main battleground as the voting rights issue heats up there. And finally, House Democrats begin the process of potentially overturning a House race from Iowa that they lost last year. This weekend, President Biden pledged to take new steps to ease the crisis at the southern border, such as increasing facility capacity to house these unaccompanied minors and, of course, deal with the root cause here and try and have the asylum process worked out for these minors in their home countries. CNN is now reporting that there are more than 800 unaccompanied migrant children who have been in the custody of the Border Patrol for more than 10 days. Obviously, politically, this is all Republicans want to talk about. They see a huge opportunity here on an issue that animates their base of support. Republicans are claiming that the new White House simply has thrown open the border to everyone. That, of course, not quite true, a bit hyperbolic. But it's not just Republicans who are complaining. Democratic members of Congress have been touring these detention facilities. In fact, Henry Cuellar, Democrat of Texas, released some photos he received of what it looks like inside these facilities. And it's a disaster. This is no condition that you would want to see an unaccompanied minor having to live in, never mind for hours, but some, as we said, have now been there for days. This, of course, has now put the Biden administration in full damage control mode. Here's what Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas told my colleague Dana Bash on Sunday. We are elevating our messaging so that the individuals do know that they cannot come to the border. The border is closed. And yet, in the same interview, Mayorkas made clear that the border isn't closed to unaccompanied minors. They are allowed to come in and then be housed in these detention facilities. So it is mixed messaging at best. But at worst, it is a real crisis without a solution yet from this administration. Of course, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki refuses yet again to actually label it a crisis. Children presenting at our border who are fleeing violence, who are fleeing prosecution, who are fleeing terrible situations is not a crisis. We feel that it is our responsibility to humanely approach this circumstance and make sure they are treated and put in conditions that are safe. The situation the Biden White House finds itself in is obviously a very tough one. They want to undo some of the policies they believe were most harmful from the Trump administration. And yet, by doing so, by allowing these unaccompanied minors into the country, into these detention facilities, they clearly are not prepared to handle the influx. They are between a rock and a hard place, and the pressure is mounting to come up with solutions. Now, here's what else matters today. Two months after Georgia voters handed Democrats a majority in the U.S. Senate, today, the state legislature in Georgia is expected to take up sweeping restrictions on voting rights. As you know, this is something we're seeing happening across the country. In states where Republicans have control of the state legislature, there are efforts afoot to restrict voting rights in the aftermath of the 2020 election. The action this week is very much focused on Georgia, and you all recall the starring role Georgia played in the 2020 election and in its aftermath. What the House Republicans in Georgia are trying to do, they want to impose identification requirements for absentee voting. They want to limit the use of drop boxes for ballots. 
And they want to disqualify most provisional ballots cast outside of voters' home precincts. And just for good measure, they want to make it a misdemeanor to provide food or soft drinks to voters as they wait in line to vote. So this is all about trying to restrict access to voting. That is what this is about because they think that it harms their chances at winning elections if everyone is able to vote with as much access as occurred in the 2020 election with the explosion in vote-by-mail and early vote. There are only five working days left in the legislative session in Georgia. So the clock is on for Republicans to get these bills through the House and the Senate before they adjourn on March 31st. And don't think for one second that the former president of the United States, who has never conceded the election and doesn't believe he lost it and certainly doesn't believe he lost the state of Georgia, isn't paying attention. He is. And now the former president, Donald Trump, getting involved In the race for secretary of state in Georgia, you know, the position that oversees the elections in that state. You may recall his now infamous conversation on the phone with current secretary of state Brad Raffensperger trying to overturn the election results in Georgia, even though they were counted three times fairly, completely and showing that Joe Biden had won the state. Raffensperger refused to take Trump's bait and try to overturn these valid election results. Well, now Donald Trump is endorsing an opponent to Raffensperger in the battle for Georgia's secretary of state. Congressman Jody Heiss, Republican from Georgia, has announced his campaign to run for secretary of state in Georgia. And moments after he announced his campaign, Donald Trump swooped in with his complete and total endorsement. Donald Trump seeking revenge in Georgia. And finally today, Democrats are playing defense as it comes to election matters in the House of Representatives. Democrats are moving forward with the process of allowing an election contest, looking at a House race in Iowa, one of the closest races in American history. The Republican Marionette Miller Meeks won that contest by six votes, six votes. The Democratic candidate there in Iowa, Rita Hart, claims that there are some 22 votes that were not counted, that should have been counted, and if they were counted, she would have won the race. Local elections officials in Iowa said no, and they certified the Republican the winner. Well, now Rita Hart, the Democrat, is taking her case to Congress. So are Democrats really going to vote to overturn the results of a certified election from Iowa? Their Republican colleague is already seated in the United States Congress. Apparently, House Democratic leadership is okay with this process going forward, but you're starting to see some of rank-and-file Democrats expressing concern. Today, Dean Phillips of Minnesota issued a tweet saying, losing a House election by six votes is painful for Democrats, but overturning it in the House would be even more painful for America. Just because a majority can does not mean a majority should. This is going to be a very tricky political act for Democrats to pull off. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.